Noah Fafita can lead this Arizona team to victory, but a few things need to go his way, including some things that we're not necessarily talking about. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, now, we've got a lot to get to. But first, this show is brought to you by LinkedIn.com backslash Locked On College, as you all know. All right, now, first thing we got to talk about here is Arizona, if they need to pull off the upset against Washington State, what needs to happen in this game? The first thing, obviously, is that Noah Fafita, who we assume is going to start, needs to take care of the football and needs to be able to make plays out there and make many plays. Now, when Arizona has lost games in the past, the big reason why has been turnovers. And even with Noah Fafita, we can get to that in a second, but... Jaden Delora has been a big, big uh, problem when it's come to turnovers this year, turning the ball over left and right. But Noah Fafita, Noah Fafita has uh, done a very good job of holding on to the football. There was one play, though, against USC that was kind of the game changer for the Wildcats. And not only was it the game changer, it um, Arizona was able to get back in the game, obviously, but Arizona had the ball up 17-0, and you got the sense that if Arizona scored there, you could have really demoralized USC. That obviously did not happen. Arizona threw the interception right there. Um, but the first thing, though, that I think uh, we all need to talk about is what exactly does this mean against Washington State? You're going to be going into a difficult environment against Washington State. And not only are you going into a difficult environment against Wazoo, you're going into there because it's going to be a little bit personal for some of these Washington State Cougars. We're going to talk about that. But first, got to get back to the turnovers, though, because when Arizona played Washington State last year, it was a turnover fest from Jaden Delora. Not only was it a turnover fest, I think four interceptions, and honestly, the four interceptions didn't even really tell the story because it could have been eight interceptions. Um, he was just, he was awful. Uh, that was very bad Jaden Delora out there. He's not expected to start. Now, again, if Noah Fafita struggles, he could come in, obviously. But I think with Delora, the first thing that we need to talk about is, or excuse me, Fafita, the first thing we need to talk about is you got to put points on the board. Now, I know we just talked about turnovers, but as far as putting points on the board, that is going to be a huge part of what Arizona needs to do here. Um, against USC, Arizona did a pretty good job of putting points on the board. Now, granted, a lot of that went into overtime, and a big part of that was that the defense bailed them out. We will definitely be talking about the defense here, but I think you got to score 30 plus points. We're at the stage now with Arizona where you got to score 30 plus points every single game, in my opinion. Um, and not only do you have to score 30 plus points, you want to try to bump that into the 40s. We're going to talk about the defense, though, and what they can do because the defense has kept Arizona in some games. But let's be honest here. When you've got the kind of talent, and it just feels weird saying this, but when you've got the kind of talent that Arizona does on that side of the uh, football, 
you should be able to put up 30 plus points. You've got in uh, Tedaroa McMillan, probably the most talented, um, probably the most talented non-draft eligible wide receiver in the entire country. I mean, we've seen it. He's absolutely fantastic. He is a monster out there. You certainly understand why he was a five-star wide receiver. Again, guys like that generally don't come to the U of A. Then Jacob Cowing, obviously Arizona's three and three on the year. Jacob Cowing's got eight touchdowns. Even if you were to take out the four against uh, USC, he still would have four and five games. Both those guys are monsters. Both those guys are all-American caliber players. Then on the O-line, we've talked about this before, but we will talk about it again because it bears repeating. Uh, Jonas Savanea and uh, Jordan Morgan, big time. Both are both are first-round picks. Those are what first-round picks look like right there. I believe that Mel Kuyper has Jordan Morgan going uh, fifth, or uh, 22 in the draft, and uh, Jonas Savanea is not draft-eligible yet. But when he is draft eligible, you better believe that he's going to be hearing his name called in the first round. And there's a good possibility he will hear his name called in the first part, the first half of the first round. That's how unique he is. Um, Not only is that how unique he is, he has shown that he can dominate at guard. He's shown that he can dominate at tackle. You can put him anywhere and he's just going to uh, excel He's a unique dude all unto himself. Again, Arizona doesn't generally get players like that. Then the rest of the line has been solid. Again, not great, but solid. Um, Leif Magnuson, our guy stepping in for Raymond Polito, uh, has done a nice job. Uh, bad penalty or a bad penalty here or there, but overall done a very nice job. Josh Baker, solid. Wendell Moe, solid. Um, but and then Tanner McLaughlin at tight end has been really, really good for the Wildcats. Again, another NFL type player. And so you look at what you've got, T-Mac, NFL, Jacob Cowing, NFL, Jordan Morgan, NFL, Jonas Savanea, NFL, Tanner McLaughlin, very good chance at the NFL. And then in the backfield, Jonah Coleman. Again, we like Michael Wiley a great deal on this show. Michael Wiley was fantastic last year for the Wildcats. And, you know, honestly, he might have been drafted. He came back. He's dealt with some injuries. And this is just kind of the way the game is played. Jonah Coleman has taken over, and Jonah Coleman has been an absolute monster for the U of A. Against USC, he looked like Marshawn Lynch. Our good pal Justin Spears uh, dubbed him mini beast mode out there, and I think that's a fair comp. I really do. At uh, about 5'8", 225 pounds, he can get past you to a certain extent, but he can also look forward to running you over. Um, he's a workout machine. He looks totally different than the other running backs on the roster. It's going to be fascinating to see exactly how he uh, how he play how this one bears out. Now, um, I do think that uh, the other running back, DJ Williams, is going to get some carries as well. Um, he is a uh, he's a dude who. He's a lot like Jonah Coleman, not quite as good as Jonah Coleman, but good in that he is big, he's physical, and he can kind of push you around. He can make moves out there that not a lot of guys are able to make. Again, you can see why he was a four-star recruit, went to Auburn, then went to Florida State before matriculating here. But he and Jonah Coleman are a very, very nice one-two punch, and I think that's also got to be a little bit of the tip of the cap to uh, – uh, Jed Fish here getting that depth, but that's what's got to happen here. This offense has all the tools. This offense has to be able to ball out, and not only does this offense have to ball out, it should. It should be able to put a lot of points on the board for all the reasons that I just put forth right there. 
And again, you got if Noah Fafita can play well, you certainly got enough. Uh, you certainly got enough players around him that he should be able to take advantage of that. You should be able to get the running game going, and you should be able to get the passing game going. One thing though that we don't want, we don't want trick plays. Jed Fish has done many, many good things at the U of A. Many good things. Trick plays are not one of them. We need to get rid of the trick play. And uh, I think that most fans would agree with me on this one. Now, I think something else that everybody would agree with me on is LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com backslash locked on college. All right. I've gotten jobs through LinkedIn. You probably gotten a job through LinkedIn or you've hired somebody. You're probably a little cooler than me and you're a little bit higher on the, uh, the economic uh, ladder. And you probably hired somebody from LinkedIn. The reason that everybody uses LinkedIn is very straightforward. It's because it works. That's simple. LinkedIn works. Um, it wouldn't be around this long. It wouldn't have this many people on it if it didn't work. That's why. Check it out. LinkedIn.com backslash locked on college. Check it out again. LinkedIn can't vouch for this one enough. You don't even need me to vouch for it. You already know out there. So check it out. LinkedIn. All right. Now. Coming up, we're going to talk about this amazing defense and about how it's really kind of startled some people, including yours truly. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. All right. I do apologize. The LinkedIn uh, right there. Um, we're putting it back on here before a few minutes just because LinkedIn is that good. But now let's talk about Let's talk about the defense here to assert the defense for the U of A has been absolutely fantastic. I felt going into the year, just like everybody else did. And honestly, the way that we should uh, feel programmed as Arizona fans to uh, expect Arizona to uh, give up a lot of points. So the offense is going to have to score 45 points per game because the defense will give up 40. Jed Fish, a man of his word. He has said multiple times, time and time and again, that, you know, they were going to get the defense figured out. And not only were they going to get the defense figured out, they were going to get bigger. Now, it's one thing to just get bigger and not get any better. So you go from somebody who looks like me to somebody that's 200 pounds bigger, but they can't move. That's kind of what I think everybody was worried about. That is not the case at all. This defense is totally overhauled right now. And not only is it decent, I think you can make the case, I think you can make a very good case that this uh, this defense is actually good. Um, and uh, not only is it good, it's got playmakers right here. Um, it is, uh, it's just weird to say, but yeah, on the defensive line, for example, Arizona last year had 16 sacks all season. Through six games, Arizona has 17 sacks this year. And just look at some of the players that have done it. Taylor Upshaw, you bring him in from Colorado. He has been fantastic. Four and a half sacks on the year. Feels like a guy that could maybe get eight or nine sacks this year. Jacob Manu, three and a half sacks. Then you got, like I said, Tia Savea. Deuce Davis came alive in a big way. We're big fans of Deuce Davis on this show at that other defensive end spot. This is a, again, this is a defense that is actually causing pressure right now. And it just feels weird to actually say that uh, not only are they uh, causing pressure, they are getting into the backfield consistently against USC. 
And this is one of the first times I've ever seen this. Arizona kind of manhandled SC on the trenches. And it's not just those guys. Isaiah Ward's another one. It's six foot five, 235, 240 pounds, whatever the case may be. He's also able to uh, uh, cause some pressure in the backfield and get off of his blocks, be able to control the edge. A lot of good stuff out of there from Isaiah Ward as well. But those ends, though, have been absolutely fantastic. And then on the inside, you've been getting pass rushing from players that I don't think anybody expected. Tyler Manoa, Tia Savea, um, and then Big Bill Norton. We don't expect Big Bill Norton to get uh, uh, tackles on this show or on the, uh, in the defensive backfield, but we expect him to take up blockers. And Big Bill Norton has done exactly that. At six foot four, 340 pounds, he's also got the possibility of coming back next year. Big Bill Norton, though, leader of men out there on that defensive line. He has been fantastic for the Wildcats. Um, so that D-line, I think you got to grade that D-line out as, uh, gosh, overall as a B-plus and uh, maybe even higher. Um, now, if it was from what we were expecting, if we were grading on that curve, then I think that you could probably say that it's been an A-plus. Um, linebackers, again, Linebackers are interesting because you got two polar opposites right here. And that Jacob Manu is a tackling machine, little limited athletically, not the biggest dude in the world, but very cerebral, a great head for the game. Then Justin Flo, kind of the exact opposite. Not the best head for the game, but an absolute freak of an athlete, a suddenness factor that is next to, uh, that is incredibly impressive, and an ability to close on the ball carrier. The problem with Justin Flo is that he really struggles in pass coverage and he's generally good for one or two bad penalties per game. But I'm also of the opinion that you just live with those because, you know, his uh, his positive impact is going to outweigh that. Now, um, not only is I think it going to uh, supersede that, I also believe that it's going to be um, I also believe that uh, I think it's fair to say that um, Arizona is probably uh, probably in the top end of the conference when it comes to pass, uh, pass rushers and linebackers. Um, and those two are a big reason why. Now on the defensive backfield, um, that's where it gets interesting. Ephesians prize sock has been very good for Arizona. I know a lot of people were questioning, you know, what exactly could Ephesians do? Um, he was expected to step in and be that number one corner. He's done a fairly good job. He's been targeted 26 or 26 times or 25 times, I believe, given up 13 completions. But through six games, if you're only targeted four times and you're giving up two receptions per game, you're going to take that one. Takario Davis, very, very tall on the other side. He's not quite the player or the prospect that um, that uh, Ephesians Prysock is, but he's been, though, he's been good, though. And you can see where he could potentially have an NFL future as well. He's been quite good. Um, the problem with him, though, is he's getting the PIs. He got a lot of PIs against uh, or uh, USC that you just can't really get. And not only can you not really get – they were some of the ones, the bad ones, too, where you're not even really looking at the play. Those ones are going to get flagged every single time. Against Washington State, he's going to have to be able to be better in that regard. I think he will be, too, because, again, he's a talented dude. He's got all the ability. And, again, he's super, super tall and rangy. It's just going to be up to him to be able to, uh, I think, be able to, uh, you know, kind of adjust right there. Because Cam Ward, 
I think a lot of people, including myself, thought that Cam Ward was more of a game manager. He's not a game manager. Cam Ward is a big-time quarterback, and Cam Ward might even have NFL potential. And if he doesn't have NFL potential, he's one of those guys that's right there on the cusp of having uh, NFL potential. Um, He's had some massive games this year. And what he's been able to do, too, is he's been able to kind of – take his game into the next realm in that he's not just having the games where it's 200 yards and, you know, two touchdowns, one pick and, uh, you know, 17 of 24. He's having huge games where he's throwing for over 350, 400 yards. He's become a real difference maker there. And that is going to be up to the Arizona defense to be able to control that because if Arizona can control that, then you like their chances. Now, again, Arizona's got a bad track record going up into Pullman. We're going to talk about that in a second. But you might say to yourself, where could I bet on some of this right here? Where could I put down a little bit of my hard-earned money? FanDuel.com backslash locked on. Check it out. FanDuel Sportsbook. It's been around. It's uh, everybody. another thing that everybody's using, telling you, follow the crowd right here because a lot of time the crowd knows what they're doing. Arizona-Washington State's an eight-and-a-half-point spread. Arizona has been awesome as an underdog this year covering. I might suggest uh, throwing down some money for Arizona to cover. But either way, the most important thing is to go to fanduel.com backslash locked on. You will thank me later for it again. Football's here. Basketball is right around the corner. Baseball's almost done. And uh, hockey's there. I don't care about hockey, but it's another thing to bet on. Check it out. Fanduel.com backslash locked on. All right. Now, on the other side, then, we're going to give our predictions and our keys to victory right here. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, time for the Arizona-Washington State predictions, my friends. All right, here we go. Um, First and foremost, I think Arizona is going to actually win this game. Arizona's been really close in a bunch of games that they were massive underdogs. Uh, In Starkville against Mississippi State, went right down to the wire, obviously went into overtime. Now, come come to find out Mississippi State sucks. We didn't know that then, but Arizona was right in there till the very end, despite Jaden Delora trying his best not to be in the game. Then Washington, massive underdog against Washington, Cats end up losing by seven, and that game was within one score in the fourth quarter with Arizona possibly getting the ball back. So there's that. Then against USC, anybody that watched it, you know, Arizona got up 17-0, loses in triple overtime, but Arizona acquitted themselves well. Um, And sooner or later, they're going to get one of these victories. And because the talent is there, the talent is more than good enough. And I think that right now, I am picking Arizona to win this game. I am going to go Arizona 35, Washington State 31. And honestly, a win for the Arizona would be massive because let's 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 be honest here. The whole thing for Arizona is getting into a bowl game this year. Um, if, if you could get into a bowl game, I don't care what bowl game it is, and you're three of Jed Fish, that is a massive, massive uh, accomplishment. Going from one win to five wins to a bowl game. Then next year in the Big 12, you start saying, can we get nine or 10 wins? That's where you start going right there. But you got to get to the bowl game first. And I think there's every indication that they can get to this, that they can win this game. I think Vegas is still a little bit behind Arizona right now. And um, 
I think that this might be the game where they kind of come uh, come alive and realize that this team is actually re- pretty pretty darn good. Not only is this team better than its record indicates, the talent level across the board is actually pretty good. And come on, let's be honest here, Arizona fans. We've watched some really bad U of A football over the years. I mean, we've watched 19-game losing streaks. We've watched uh, Kevin Sumlin. We've watched John Makovic. We've watched some pretty bad stuff. I mean, Arizona's had one team that's finished the season ranked in the last since the 21st in the 21st century. That's not a good thing. Um, you all know that, obviously. So there hasn't been a long and storied history the last 20 plus years of Arizona football. But this team to me feels like one of the better teams that has come through here. Certainly on top, certainly from top to bottom. I think the talent is fairly comparable to the Mike Stoops team, where you had Brooks Reed, Ricky Elmore, DeAndre Reed, Earl Mitchell, four NFL players right there. Um, so again, Jed Fish has done Yeoman's work rebuilding this roster. And not only has he done Yeoman's work rebuilding this roster, it's young, and a lot of the under or the under the radar players have turned out to hit or at the very least look to be very good. So again, um, Arizona, I think is still undervalued by the, uh, the odds makers. Um, and I, like I said, I'm picking Arizona to win this game right here. All right. Now, uh, we're doing post games obviously. So we'll be back with you after the Arizona game then as well, breaking it all down only one day off during the week now, six days a week. And then, so next week we're going to talk about this, hopefully an Arizona victory. Then we're going to talk about uh, Arizona basketball because that's right around the corner, as you all know, and literally right around the corner within a couple weeks, Arizona basketball is going to be here as well. But as always, game uh, game tomorrow, uh, 4 o'clock kickoff. It's not one of those 9.30 kickoffs, so we very much appreciate that. Back of the A, go Cats. And again, I think Arizona's going to win this game 35-31. We will be back with you as always, as always. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats.